High Praise Podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. Bibles to Psalm chapter 92. I recognize what time it is, and I'm going to share some things this morning. We've been sharing a, a, uh, a uh, series called At the Core, and basically what this has been is a series concerning our core values as a church body. It's really core values that we should have as Christians, but it's also ones that we really emphasize here within this local church body. And uh, we've already shared on many of them. And this morning, I want to share some things about the core value of being planted and rooted in the house of the Lord. Now, if, if somebody will actually grab me one of my planted books, I meant to get one before I came up here. But this, uh, I actually wrote a book back in 2005. That's almost 20 years ago. I wrote this book, Planted, and it came out. I know some of you probably have read it. How many of you have read Planted? You've actually read the book, okay? It's quite a few. And some of you have not. I would encourage everybody to get a copy of that and read it. Now, the book is a little more scholarly. It's not like something you're going to read in an hour. But uh, it's not super big, but it, you know, it's a good-sized book. Uh, really what would amount to almost like a doctoral thesis. But nonetheless, uh, this will be a great blessing to you. It will help you a tremendous amount. It'll help you understand the importance of the local church. There's a lot of people that actually underestimate and even, I would say, uh, uh, put down the importance of the local church. But understand this, God ordained the local church. As a matter of fact, every letter that you read, all the epistles that we basically base what we call New Testament doctrine on was written by Paul and his letters primarily to local churches. Whenever you see the letter that's written to the Romans, he was writing to the church at Rome. They met together. It was a local church. The, the letters to the Corinthian church, he was writing letters to a local church body and to the church at Galatia. Uh, or what we call Galatians, it is to a local church body. As a matter of fact, whenever you read in the book of Revelation and Jesus actually begins to talk uh, in uh, Revelations chapter 2 and verses 3, he says, to the church at Thyatira, to the church at Pergamos, to the church at Philadelphia. What is Jesus doing? He is addressing local church bodies. And so we have to understand if God would not have ordained the local church, Jesus would not be addressing them personally with a letter to them, right? So we have to understand God has ordained the local church and it has primary importance within the life of the believer. I encourage you again, if you don't have this book, even if you don't have the money for this book, if you can't pay for it, I'll give you one if you will actually read it. We have a lot of them and it'll be a blessing to you. But you know, we need to be planted and we need to be rooted. I can't tell you how many pastors I know that have taken this and taught it within their local church bodies because of the truths that are contained. And we see here in Psalm 92 verse 13, it says, those who are planted, everybody shout planted. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will do what? Shall flourish. Look at somebody and say, you will flourish. 
it says that you will flourish if you're planted. And the word flourish there literally means to bud, to blossom, and to break forth. And it says that you will flourish in the courts of their God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will be fresh. The word fresh there literally means rich and fertile and flourishing. And that word literally means prosperous. Let me read it for you with these other definitions. Those who are planted in the house or those who are rooted in the local church will flourish. They will bud, blossom, and break forth in the courts of their God. They will still bear fruit in old age. In other words, they're going to keep on bearing fruit and keep on bearing fruit and keep on bearing fruit. Amen? There's going to be an endless fruitfulness within their life, and they will be rich, and they will be fertile, and they will prosper. Now, this is a very simple principle. It is a kingdom principle. It is something that God actually established, and that is basically this. You get planted and rooted in the house, and then you will flourish and you will prosper outside the house. Can I tell you, there is a blessing that happens within your life when you get planted and rooted within the local church. And by the way, planted and rooted in the local church means that you do more than show up once a month. Planted and rooted in the local church means that you do more. You're not a CEO Christian. You're not a CEO Christian. It's, it's Christmas, Easter, and other special occasions. And that's the only time you show up. And there's a lot of people that are like that today in the body of Christ. They'll show up Christmas, Easter, you know, maybe some other kind of Mother's Day, Father's Day, and things like that. And then they wonder why they don't see the blessing of the Lord actually manifesting within their lives. Can I tell you, the people that I see God blessing the most are those who are planted and rooted and have their roots go down deep even within the local church. Why is that? Let me tell you why. Whenever Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and actually even in other letters, he refers to the church as the what? The body of Christ. Everybody say the body of Christ. So that means here we have a local church body of Christ that is represented here this morning. And now you have to realize if you cut off, how many of you have a body, you, you live in a, you are a spirit, you, you have a soul, and you live in a body, but this is the reality. All of our bodies have different members within our bodies. How many of you have five fingers, okay, or at least you have one, okay? But the reality is this, if you cut off, if you cut off that finger, if it gets disconnected from your body, that finger will not survive, right? You cut off your finger, it will not live. The only way that that finger is able to live and function is whenever it is connected to the body. Understand this, you can't really live in Christ without being connected to the body. It's, no, it's not like Jesus and me and that's all that I need. My friend, it is Jesus and me and my fellow members of the body of Christ within the local church that God has called me to function in. That God's called me to be planted in. That God's called me to be rooted. I'm so glad that whenever I wake up in the morning, I don't have different members of my body all of a sudden in a different place. They're always in the same place every morning. You know what? My leg's still there. My foot's still there. My fingers are still there. And, uh, you know, and that's the only way that any of us can function. And hear this. The church cannot function whenever the members are not connected uh, actually to the entire body. 
Every single one of us. Paul actually exhorted in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He said, don't, you know, no, nobody can say, I have no need of you. I don't need to go to church. I'm okay by myself. I don't need to be connected with other people within the body of Christ. I don't need any kind of connection and relationship with people. My friend, you are so wrong. I love you, but you are so wrong. Would you look at somebody and say, you're wrong? <laughs> You know, when somebody thinks that, they're wrong. Whenever you think you don't need other, but see, even whenever God created Adam in the very beginning, he said this, it is not good that man should be alone. Right? Created man, created Adam. He said, mm, I didn't quite do good enough a job. I got, it's not good for him to be alone. He needs some, and by the way, I can do one better than that. And then he created woman. I don't know about uh, all the rest of you men, but I am so glad that God created woman. I am really disappointed with that response. I am so glad that God created woman. How many of you men are glad that God created woman? I'm going to give you one more time to really impress your spouse sitting there right by right beside. How many of you are glad that God created your woman? Are you glad? You ought to be. It's not good for man to be alone. You got to be connected. You know, I don't even like to go anywhere and eat. But I won't even. I love rodeos. You already heard me say that. But you know what? I won't go and eat at rodeos by myself. I love Bobby. Love all the people that work down there. But I won't go down there by myself. You know why? Because I feel naked if she's not with me. I, I want her right beside me. By the way, you know, there's a lot of sexual sin that goes on within the church that could be prevented if actually just husbands and wives would stay together and be together and not separate themselves from one another. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Every other day, it seems like we get some kind of report of people going crazy. And I'll tell you, the one thing that they all have in common is that they didn't do ministry with their spouse. Matter of fact, some of them actually even said, some of them even prophesied that, you know, you're really my ministerial mate. That's my wife in the natural. That's the person I go to home to at night. She cooks, she cleans, and, you know, hallelujah, some, we get a little happy sometimes. But, no, but the reality is you're my ministerial mate. You're the one that's going to, you know, that I'm supposed to minister to. And I'm telling you what, that's doctrines of devils. I'm going to call it out exactly what it is. It's a doctrine of devils. Right? Listen, there should never be anybody that gets closer to you than your spouse. Nobody, male or female. Right? And, if, you know, that's the reason, you know, it's so important for, you know, I, I've drilled it with Pastor Joshua and, Mar and Miranda, not that I needed to. They like to be together. But, you know, I said, oh, you, you need to always be together. If you're going to go, go in ministry, if you can, if any way possible, you go together. If it's not possible, then you find somebody else that's trustworthy and reliable that you can travel with. Like I've always, like we've went a couple times with Gills, traveled with me to, to different places. And, uh, and, and so, but I've always got somebody with me. You know why? Because there's accountability. This is a wholly different message, but there's accountability. See, but by the way, it really is the same message. So you've got to be connected with people because there's accountability when you're connected with people. We got ministers saying, I'm, con I'm connected and I'm accountable to this person that I see once a year. My friend, there is no way that somebody that only sees you once a year can provide the accountability that you need, right? And I'm thankful that I have a wife. And, and, and there is, understand how I say this. See, we are to be accountable to one another, right? She's accountable to me, and I'm accountable to her. And you know what? We keep each other straight, glory to God. Amen? And thank God, you know, we've been married for now almost 43 years. And you know what? I've been faithful to her, and praise the Lord, we're going to continue to be faithful to her.
I thought she'd get really shout about that, but praise the Lord. I'm going to continue to be faithful to her, right? I will tell you, when it once, once adultery starts happening in the pulpit, it infiltrates the entire congregation. You know what? We're going to protect the pulpit. They're going to protect. I'm not going to let people get in the pulpit that I know they've got issues in this area. I'm preaching strong this morning, I know, but I had one person that we scheduled one time. He's a, a famous worldwide prophet, you know, at least at that time. And then I found out. And please understand, I'm, I'm not giving his name out or anything like that, but, I, but we, I, we started making his travel arrangements and found out that he's married, has a family, and he's traveling with two women with him. I said, no, nope, that's it. And neither one of them were family members. They were not, it was not his spouse, and it was not, or you, one was his secretary. I'm, no, 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 no. You ain't coming to this church traveling with your secretary. Well, thank you for that overwhelming response. These are the kind of things that happen in the church, happen in the body of Christ. And you know what? I'm going to be steward enough and do what is right and protect the congregation and not put that in the pulpit and allow that same spirit to end up coming out on the people within this church body. Amen? I'm not mad at anybody this morning. Okay, I'm not angry or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, you, you have to stand strong. And a lot of times, you know, we, want, we don't mind standing against, you know, yes, you know, one man, one woman, and we're going to stand for that, and we should, praise the Lord. And by the way, there are only two uh, 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 genders, pray, thank you very much, two genders, you know, there's male and female. That's the way God created it. He created them, he, cre he created them, male and female. Male and female, he created them, Right? And it wasn't male, female. I'm not sure what that is. And oh, I, you know, I'm a little mixture there. You're, that's a cat. That's a dog. That's a bird, or anything like that. I mean, listen. Just because somebody thinks or feels they're a bird doesn't mean that they can get on top of the skyscraper and then jump off and fly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God establishes all of those things, and He did it at the beginning. It's real easy. Okay, very, very easy. And. Uh, and so we need to stand uh, against those things that would try to persuade people something different from the way that God originally created things in his original intent. However, let me say this. We need to be just as strong against the things that would seek to infiltrate marriages and split up spouses. Right? No, I'm not going to let anybody, nobody's going to get closer than her and I. You know what? And I'm telling you, uh, praise the Lord. We've been married a long time. And I'll tell you, if you've been married for a long time, you'll find that there's opportunities for some heated moments. Anybody ever had a heated moment? Okay, I got about five honest people. I'm going to have an altar, to, altar call at the end of the... I've had more than one heated moment. I've had more than two. Woo! I've had more than three heated moments. I've had more than five heated moments. I don't have enough fingers and toes to tell you how many heated moments that we've had in 43 years. We've had some heated moments, right? But you know what? I have a commitment. I'm connected to her. We're going to work through it. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath, and I've seen the sun rise several times before. But you know what? We're going to work through it at the end of the day. Listen, just because you have a heated moment and just because you get upset with one another and just because your house turns into a science fiction movies and there's flying saucers, it doesn't mean that you need to get divorced and you need to throw in the towel and say, that's it, I'm out. Right? I got I to gotta wait till I talk about family to preach on this. 
But you know what? You got to take the same principle. Please hear how I'm saying this. With your, with, you got to take the same principle in the local church, right? I'm connected. I'm not going to let what Brother Fuddy Duddy over here said to make me get up and leave. I'm not going to allow something small and insignificant to all of a sudden cause me to disconnect from the people that God has called me to walk with. Amen? I'm plugged in. Now, there's sometimes it, it requires because of, particularly if it's something in the leadership, I, I totally get it. But understand this, you know, one of the times what people are leaving over is somebody didn't smile at me. I actually had somebody, I had, I had to have an appointment, this is many, many years ago, and actually was upset and was going to leave the church, all because uh, Pastor Stacy had walked by them and not said anything to them and didn't speak to them while she was coming in the church making her way to the front. Now, understand this, she always, as many, many of you know, she tries to reach out to everybody. She tries to talk to people, and I do the exact same things. But the reality is this, every Sunday, I'm not going to be able to talk to every single person as much as I would love to. By the way, if you stick around long enough, I probably will, okay? But the reality is this, you know, you can't allow those kind of things to separate you, right? We let these little bitty things come in the way and start separating us from those that God has called us to walk with. And there's times that you're going to have to press through. There's times that you're going to have to be bigger than the situation. There's times that you're going to have to man up. All right? You're going you're to you're have to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants. You're going to have to be mature in the Lord and not allow those kind of things. Well, they didn't let me do this. And I, I, well, listen, you need to be more mature than that. Don't allow that. Find a way. You know what? There's always a way, okay? Amen. Y'all love me? So God's left a promise. To those who will plant themselves, he says there's going to be fruitfulness, there's going to be richness, there's going to be productivity, there's going to be prosperity, and there's going to be blessing. Again, the principle is this. You, you get planted in the house, and then what happens? You flourish in the courts. Get planted in the house, and you flourish in the courts. Turn over to Haggai real quick. Haggai chapter 1. It's a very familiar book of the Bible. Haggai. One of the things that's important today that many believers miss out on. And as a result, they don't experience the fullness of the blessing of God. Now, by, by the way, when I'm talking about the blessing of God, I'm not just talking about finances. Does everybody understand that? I'm not just talking about money. That's, that, that by itself is not the blessing of the Lord. Okay? If you got all the money in the world, but you're always sick as a dog, you know what? You're not really walking in the blessing of the Lord. You know what, I mean, if you got all the money in the world and your family is so jacked up, you can't talk to one another, then you know what, that's not the blessing of the Lord. That's not the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. And I believe that God wants to bless us in every area and every arena of our life. Spirit, soul, body, family, career, every area. It's not just one. And so we have to understand, you can labor by, the, by just the sweat of your own brow. And everybody can achieve something, particularly here in America. It is a land of opportunity, it really is. And you know, the thing is, if you work hard and you're diligent, saved or unsaved, planted or not planted, you're gonna see a measure of financial, um, if you wanna call it blessing or financial increase, that's just gonna happen just because of the spiritual law of whenever the hand of the diligent is gonna be made rich, that's what the Bible says. So when you work hard, yes, you're gonna see some measure of blessing. However, I want you to understand that there are things that happen within your life that are beyond that whenever you get planted in the house. 
Whenever you let your roots go down deep, there are things that happen within your life that can happen in no other way. And one of the things that's very important today is this, hear this, we must prioritize the local church within our lives. It must be a priority within our lives. It's not something that we attend if we have time to do. It's not something where we're going to go to church if it, you know, everything is okay and you know what, my favorite episode of television show isn't on uh, or my favorite ball game isn't on, then, you know, well, then we'll go to church. And we're going to see this in Haggai. It says this, Then the word of the Lord came, verse 3, Haggai 1, verse 3, Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Notice what he says. You have sown much, and I can understand Israel is an agricultural society. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. In other words, you, you, you got stuff, but it's not enough. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, and you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, get this, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. Put it into bags with holes. Next scripture, he actually says, consider your ways once again. Now, I just want to simplify this, what the Lord is actually saying through Haggai. And he's basically saying this, you prioritize everything else. You prioritize your house. You prioritize your life. But you haven't prioritized the house of the Lord. That's what he's saying. He said, you made sure that everything else in your life is taken care of, but you haven't made sure that the things in the house of God are taken care of. And my friend, this is not me saying this so much as as a pastor to try to... Uh, I'm not saying this for any personal gain on myself. I'm saying it from the aspect, this is what will release blessing within your life. Because what he says is whenever you make the priority yourself, whenever you put yourself in the middle of everything and you make that the priority and that's the primary focus, you're going to miss out on what God really wants to do within your life and how, listen, the blessing of the Lord will make rich and add no extra toiling with it. In other words, you're not having to work harder to be blessed more. God will supernaturally supersede everything that you could do by your own might and by your own hand and by your own power. God will bless you, my friend. God's favor, one moment of God's favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. I'm not saying you don't need to work. I'm not saying that you don't need to apply yourself. As a matter of fact, I preach the exact opposite of that. But I'm telling you this. You know, you can work and just make it by the sweat of your brow. Or you can say, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to do. And I'm going to be diligent to do. But Lord, I'm going to make your house the priority. I'm going to make the people of God, the things of God, my priority. And by the way, you can't make God a priority in your life. Please hear I say this. Without also being connected to the body. You got to be, you see, because if you're going to make Jesus the priority, you got to realize that he has a body. If somebody's making me a, understand, a priority in their life. They don't just look at, you know, please, Harry, I'm saying this. Let me use my wife and I. She's just not just going to make sure that she looks at my face and kisses me on the cheek. The reality is she's also going to help feed me. Right? And she's, even this morning, she helped clothe me. She picked out my clothes. I went and sat on the edge of the bed, and I said, bring my clothes to me. I'm not real. No, she said, she said, you need to wear this. I said, okay, I'll try it. And, 
you know, and I don't usually wear brown shoes, but I'm wearing brown shoes today, and y'all can compliment Pastor Stacy for that if you like it. If you don't, I did it, okay. <laughs> but this is what, this, he's saying, you know what, you, got, you, have to make, you have to make the things of God the priority within your life. It's amazing how many folks today, they don't make God the priority of their life, but then all of a sudden when they're in a tight, they want God to make them the priority of his life. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God made me the priority right now. I'll just say this, you know, you're going to end up reaping in the same measure that you sow. And whenever you begin to sow good things, you begin to sow in the house of God, you begin to sow into the lives of others, you begin to do good to other people. In other words, I'm not coming to church just for what I can get. I'm coming to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm coming to minister to somebody. I'm coming to allow the gift of God to flow through me. And the gift of God may just be a smile. It may just be a hug. It may just be a pat on the back. It may just be, I want you to know I love you. I want you to know God's going to work things out for you. Just a word of encouragement to somebody else. Amen? We have to prioritize the local church. See, God is saying your problems are because of your priorities. He says, you've worked hard only to put your money in bags with holes. You, you worked hard and there's been some reaping, but you still don't have enough. You know, many believers' problems today are linked to the failure to prioritize the house of the Lord. They prioritize their life and everything else going on. See, that's what Jesus talked about. Jesus talked about when he, he shared the parable of the sower. What he said is this, sower sows the word. And one of the, some of the seed went on thorny ground. And later on when he explains thorny ground, the thorny ground was this. It's the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. And it says it chokes the word. In other words, keeps the word from producing within your life. It keeps the word from actually doing, being activated within your life. What is it? It's the cares of this world, the lust of uh, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. What's, what's the deceitfulness of riches? It's basically trusting in money. As long as I make enough money, then everything is going to be okay. And listen, my friend. There's parable after parable that Jesus talked about about the people that actually store up. They, you know, they they work, they hard, they sow. They, they, they store it up, and then what God actually did is in the parable calls them a fool, and he says, this day, your soul is going to be required of you. Can I tell you, at the end of the day, we got to make God the priority of our life. We have to make him the priority, and in making him, what we end up doing is we make the body of Christ a priority, amen? Now, understand, I'm not saying that you're because we talk about priorities sometimes, and first of all, it's your relationship with the Lord, relationship with Jesus. And then second of all, it's your relationship with your spouse and your kids. And then thirdly, what I, we've always taught is the third is actually the, your ministry and your function within the body of Christ. And I know some people don't, they, they would say your career is next. No, it's not. What you're doing in the spirit is more important than even what you're doing in the natural. Again, that is not to minimize working. You need to work. You need to have a career. You need to go after something. Yes, amen to all of that. But understand this. If you got all the money in the world and you're not plugged in and you're not planted, you're going to put your money in bags with holes. If you're not planted and you're not plugged in and you're not rooted, what's going to happen is actually even what you think is a blessing will turn into a curse within your life. And my friend, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. 
You've heard me say this before. I thank God for my kids. I got, we have wonderful kids. And by the way, good kids are not an accident. I'm not saying that to beat myself on the chest or Pastor Stacy on the chest or any, definitely wouldn't beat her on the chest. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying. We're not trying to brag or anything like that. But what I am saying is this. You know what? If you're going to have good kids, then you're going to have to sow some good seed in them. And you're going to have to set an example for them. Which means also this. Are y'all ready? Y'all still love me? I'll make sure before I tell you this. Don't be talking bad about the pastor and the church unless you want to run them away from the church. A lot of times what happens, people start talking bad about the pastor, bad about the, about the deacons, bad about the elders, bad about this person, bad about that person. Then they wonder, I can't understand why. I can't understand why Johnny, when he gets 15, he doesn't want to go to church anymore. Well, you see, you've sown the wrong seed into their lives. And so you know what? You need to maintain a positive declaration, a positive confession about those even within the body of Christ, those within the church. Amen. Oh, I thank God for Pastor Paul. He is such a blessing. Isn't he such a blessing? Praise God. I thank God for Pastor Stacy. Isn't she such a blessing? She has such a beautiful, beautiful smile, and she's stylish, and she looks beautiful. And, you know, God bless Pastor Robert. He married out of his league. You know, I'm so thankful for Gil and Ruthie. You know, they're such a blessing to this church and they're always here and by the way I don't know of anybody more faithful in this church than these two people right here and also my mom and dad I'm telling you they're faithful 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 they've been here they've been here the entire time since we started 27 years ago and they're still moving still functioning still doing things in the body of Christ that doesn't mean that we don't have other faithful people I'm just telling you see you can choose to focus on one person that maybe maybe didn't smile at you or didn't say something to you in the way that you thought that it should be said or you know what you can focus on the goodness of God and what God is doing in those within the body of Christ I'm so thankful for Eric Eric's such a great singer he gets up and you know the Christmas things we've had in the past and he gets up and he sings, uh, what is it that you sing? Uh, 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 Mary, did you know? I mean, possibly she didn't know. She probably did. But anyway, uh, but the reality, he sings it and the house comes down. He's, there's an anointing on his life. There's, the God has graced his life. See, thank God for Castle. He got an anointing when he leads worship. Thank God for Miranda when she gets Pastor Miranda and gets up here at least. Thank God for Pastor Joshua able to articulate so clearly. I'm a little, maybe a little more fiery. I don't know. He got a little fiery last week. But nonetheless, the reality is this, you know, everybody has their own gifting. Everybody has their own anointing. Why don't we focus in on what God is doing good through their life rather than the one little bitty thing that may have set you out? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, you got to get planted and rooted. You're not looking for an excuse to leave. Amen. You're not looking for a reason to all of a sudden say, that's it, I'm gone, by. see you later. No, praise God, I'm here. I'm going to be planted. I'm going to be rooted. There's so much more I could, I, y'all know I could take. I could take five months and just teach on this subject alone and never repeat myself. But the reality is it is so important that we prioritize the house of the Lord. This is one of our core values. This is one of the values that we have, that an understanding, a biblical understanding. This is not some type of religious tradition of man that causes me to come on Sunday morning to church, right? No, every Sunday morning I'm here, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. God said, those who are planted will flourish. You know what? I'm going and I'm going to be planted. Why? So that whenever Monday morning comes, I'm going to flourish now, praise God. And Tuesday morning comes and I'm going to keep on flourishing. And Wednesday comes, you know what? Favor's coming my way and raises and promotions are coming my way. And then Thursday, all of a sudden, they call me and say, there's a raise that we have for you unexpectedly. Oh, and Friday they call me and say, by the way, we want you just to take the day off today. We just want to bless you. You know what? We're just going to let you go and have an entire day off. 
See, that's what I'm talking about whenever you begin to prosper and flourish in the courts. But it starts out with being planted and rooted. Planted and rooted, amen? Would you stand to your feet? Have you gotten anything out of this today? Praise the Lord. The reality is there's a lot more people that needed to hear this today. The ones that aren't here. <laughs> so if you know somebody that's not here, you go online this afternoon and you go to our Facebook page and you share it with them. Say, there's a message I think that you need to hear. Because I'm telling you, we have seen it over and over and over and over. I can't tell you how many times we've seen it whenever people get plugged in, when they get planted, when they get rooted, how that God begins to do miracles. God does things within their life. And the only thing that I can point back to is this is the way God set it up. You get planted, you're gonna flourish. Just that easy. Just get planted. Get rooted. Get plugged in. As a matter of fact, you can't be rooted in Christ without actually being planted and rooted in a local church. It's impossible. I heard somebody say that one time. Well, you just need to be rooted in Christ. Yeah. And rooted in Christ means that you're planted in a local church. That's part of it. It's not, it's not like you're multiple choice. Get plugged in, God blesses you. Get planted, God blesses you. I don't know about you, but I want to live in that kind of blessing. I've said it before, you know, I started to say it earlier. I can live in a cardboard box, which I'm not going to do. But I'm just saying, even living on the side of a street in a cardboard box, I can still say I'm a blessed man because my kids are serving God. Because they love the Lord. Now, God's not going to have any of us do that. I'm just using that as an, an understanding that blessing is greater than the house you live in the car you drive. And by the way, God's blessed me in that area also. God's blessed me with good health. I haven't been to, had to go see a doctor for three years. As a matter of fact, I was informed I'm going Monday morning because I have to, not because anything's wrong, but you know what? I feel fine, I'm healthy, and, and there's no problems or anything like that in my body. I, to God be the glory, amen. And I, I say that just to say, you know, that's, that's things that money can't buy, right? But there's something that happens whenever you get planted and plugged in, things happen. There's a byproduct of blessing. So we, we declare that now in the name of you, over every single one of you, over your family, as you're planted, that God will bring blessing, that God will bless you in ways beyond, beyond just finances. God to bless you in your family. God to bless you in your health. God to bless you in your relationships. God to bring unity in your family. There'll be the peace of God and the presence of the Lord that will reign over your house in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.